So you like the new Jack Link's pork jerky in the dill pickle flavor? Oh, that stuff is great. It was good? It was awesome. My new favorite. You like it, Scott? Good stuff. It's the first time I'd seen it, and I'm around it all the time. Well, you work for Troy Link. Yep. You like him? Great guy. Why? Just a down-to-earth, great guy. Easy to work with. He's a... Loves to hunt, loves to shoot ducks, loves to shoot quail, everything that I do. And you're into dogs a bunch too, right? Yes. Yep. Were you impressed with the dog work today? Both those dogs did great, yep. And I can't wait to see Axel tomorrow. Axel's hunting tomorrow. That'll be good. That'll be fun. What's your dog's name, Zoe or Chloe? Zoe with a Z. Z-O-E? Z-O-E-Y. With a Y? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, why? I don't know why. I'll tell you why. Like Joey, but with but a Z. Zoe. That's right. I hope people can't hear me chewing this Golden Island. This is unreal right here. The pickle is still the better. What? The pickle is still better. That stuff is good. If y'all get a chance, pick up a new bag of the uh, Jack Link's pickled pork. I call it pickled pork. Pickled pork? It's actually pork jerky. And dill pickle flavor. There is some background noise. We're in the lodge here at Premier Prairie Adventures. We're in Kansas. You know, Dorothy clicked her heels one time to get back to Kansas or to go to Oz. She clicked her heels to get back to go home, back right? To Kansas, yeah. Because Kansas was home. That's right. What's good about Kansas? We watched the Jayhawks. What's, what's K State the Wildcats. Wildcats? Yes. And they beat them tonight. The Wildcats beat the Jayhawks. That didn't happen very often in basketball. Is Bill Self the head coach of Kansas still? No, he was, uh, uh, yes, he was with Kansas, yes. He still is? Yep. His face looked really red tonight. I bet he's a little upset. That's a, that's no, a, I mean the whole game. Like, he either drinks a lot or he's real, real high in stress, which would cause him to probably drink a lot. But, I mean, his face was red. Did you guys notice that? Or mm-hmm. am I the only one? I didn't. Really? I didn't. I didn't watch much of the game. He looked like he was on like full battery, just like like stressed out as hell. Yeah, he might have been. Who was was the coach of North Carolina one time? The coach of Canada, what's his name? Yes, Roy Williams. Is he still at North Carolina? Yeah. Uh, he, no, he's out. He, he retired. He retired. Yeah. yeah. He's got to be in his seventies, huh? I would imagine. Yeah, because yeah. Coach K at Duke is in his seventies. He's, he's done now, right? He's, he's done. He, so he's not the coach of Duke this year? No. Nope. That's got to be weird, right? Yeah. To be going into a Duke basketball game and not see him. He's had to be there for 40 years. Yeah, two of the two of the Blue Blood guys. The what guys? Two of the Blue Bloods. From the TV show? No, Blue Blood basketball guys. What's Blue Blood, Duke? You know, the, like the original, the original uh, top teams, you know, UCLA and Duke. Oh, like Kentucky, Christian Leitner? KU, you know, top basketball programs. Yeah, I remember back in like 89, 90, UNLV running Rebels, Larry Johnson and Stacy Ogman, Greg Anthony, Anderson Hunt, George Ackles, and then that Christian Leitner was at Duke. And yeah. Those, 
those UNLV teams under Tarkanian were unbelievable. They, they but, were good. But what is good about Kansas besides they got some pretty good college basketball? I don't know about football. I don't know. College baseball, they've had some okay programs. But what's good about Kansas besides George Brett? Shooting Mallards. Shooting Mallards. That's right. We got to do that today. We did. We had a good time. What would you call that kind of hunt? Oh, let's see. How would you describe it? That was just like a, uh, I'd say like a, a laid back, lazy Sunday hunt. Like a, a farm and, and, and just a farm pond? A little farm pond, little cattle pond. Cattle uh, pond, they go in there. I mean, we literally had cattle walk into the water. Yeah, you got to see what, what it was all about today when the, you know, about what, three quarters of the way through that hunt, the, the cattle all made it through the pasture over to that park to get yep. a drink and uh, they just walk out there, get a drink, and then they head on back. They, yeah, they, they come in and disturbed our hunt. And it was like right after those three drakes did it. And that sure. last drake died right where those cattle where walked. We, would, we wouldn't have been able to shoot at that flock. Correct. Without getting killed by the farmer. <laughs> the farmer would not have been happy. It'd have been a little upset with us, wouldn't they? All right. I'm sitting here with Randy Young, the owner of Premier Prairie Adventures in Kansas. And my boy, Scott Cormier, who runs Quail Creek Ranch down in florida it's part of the troy link family of businesses quail creek is known for its sporting clays its five stand its skeet and it is an, also a full-fledged hunting destination for quail chucker pheasant osceola turkey i mean quail white creek is deer white-tailed deer yep. quail creek you guys got to look this place up they also are the home and the host of the Jack Daniels Cup, or what is it called? The Jack Cup? Jack Links Cup. I mean, the Jack Links Cup. It's called the Jack Links. We're also sponsored by Jack Daniels. So, like, I often get them confused because I like to eat Jack Links and drink Jack Daniels. There's but probably some Jack Daniels drank at the Jack Links Cup. At the Cup. Yep. After they're done shooting. After they're done shooting. Big money, big prizes. You got to know what you're doing with a shotgun to compete in this tournament. I'm probably going to go down there and win it this year after you saw me shooting today it was impressive i only shot twice <laughs> you did well i did well that kind of hunt though scott cormier this was your first mallard you live in florida you hunt ducks you you love to dog train you're you're a qualified dog trainer but what were your thoughts today you're sitting there in a what we call a panel blind the work ethic just talk about the pre-hunt work that these guys laid out Man, it started last night at midnight, just, you know, setting up decoys, getting everything loaded into the trucks. I mean, it was impressive watching the guides that work here get everything ready. You know, you rolled in here pretty late last night, and, and we got out of here early this morning. And, I mean, it was everything you you hope for in a in a mallard mallard hunt, you know, in a small farm pond. I mean, it was a pic picturesque setting like you said a little cattle pond there you know surrounded by some woods small piece of water and just green heads starting to pile in at first light it was fun those yep. are my favorite randy this is you're more geared towards you because you have a lot of experience in waterfowling but those type of hunts are my favorite decoy spreads meaning you feel like you can be as creative as a decoy spreader outer putter outer can be right like you go into a cornfield hunt you, you have your ground blinds. You really don't want the, the geese behind you. You might have some mixed in with the ground blinds. Right. If you're on an edge, they're out in front of you. You got, right. you know, you got full body goose decoys. Unless there's snow on the ground, you got some shells and sleeper shells. Right. Mallards in a cornfield. You got spinners, maybe some full body mallards and full body canadas. Mallards on a river. You got some floaters. Maybe you're on a sandbar and you got, but that kind of pond where you got that shoreline, mm -hmm. you got the water. 
you have the you they're they're loafing there. That's right. They're going in there to take a nap in the middle of the day before they go back out and feed in the evening before they go to their roost to sleep. That's right. You can get so creative with the decoy spread, and that's what kills waterfowl. And that type of scenario, in my opinion, is that the decoy spreads are as realistic as possible because the sky's the limit. That's right. You can stuff the shoreline with full bodies and sleeper shells. Mm -hmm. You can go out into the six inches of water and put full bodies out there like they're walking through the water, walking mm -hmm. up out of the water. Yeah. You got your floater rig out there. You got your Mojo spinning wings. You got your motion decoys and your ripplers by Mojo out there. Like the sky is the limit in that type of scenario. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. Those, those little ponds are fun. They, they, because they don't roost there, so you can get in there and, like you said, set up a big spread, however you want to do it. Uh, you're not kicking them out of there when you come in in the dark. So you're getting set up and you're ready for them when they, when they decide to come out and stage up before they go feed. It makes a lot of fun. And one thing I noticed today, and I was questioning myself about that type of hunt, is uh, um, it's a loaf pond, okay? Mm -hmm. So... Think about what I'm saying right here and tell me how agreeable this comment is or this scenario or ideology. Mm -hmm. A loaf pond is just what it is. It's a rest. Right. They, they, they sat through the cold weather all night. They woke up. They're reserving body heat. They're letting the earth warm up as the sun comes up, right? The colder mm -hmm. it is, the longer they're going to wait on that roost before they fly out and let the earth warm up with the sun, right? They come out and they gorge themselves. That tires them out. Like, you know how we are. You eat right. a big dinner like we did tonight. The first thing you're like, oh, shit. And then they bring out whatever y'all ate for dessert, cheesecake. I'm like, I, you're like, it's too yeah. much. Yeah. But you do it and then you're just like, damn, I got to lay down. Yeah. Same thing with the duck or goose. Yeah. They get that food in their belly and their gullet. They're chilling. So yeah. when we're chilling and we're just hanging, right? You're looking at social media, Randy, because you're on it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's doing business because he's booking hunts for Quail Creek. Birds are lighting in our decoys. That's but right. then we're paying attention and we see some birds and we go to calling. Yeah. And they might not necessarily do it like those birds when we were 100% quiet did it. Right. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. It's a loaf pond. They're not talking. Mm-hmm. They're freaking sleeping. That's right. They're chilling. They're sunbathing. Yeah. Why yeah. are we calling? Because yeah. of our ego? Pretty much. Makes I, us feel good. I think the call killed some Canada geese today. No, I agree. I think it, it got them on the corners and it set them upright. Yeah. It kind of got them in line. Mm -hmm. But man, the mallard ducks, like, I think they were eating the call up a little bit. In a dry field corn situation, like, the spinners are doing the work mm -hmm. and you're just doing it for the 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 interaction and the jargon and the conversation and the dialogue because it sounds awesome it's yeah. great it's fun right. right right but i'm just wondering like you go in there and discipline yourself just to shut up yeah and kill the ones that do it because they're loafing they're used to right. going into that pond and and hearing quietness mm -hmm. yeah usually does that comment make sense it does and you know, I think that's uh, something that a lot of people mess up on is trying to overcall where, you know, you, you always hear it, hit them on the corners just to get them to turn back and look and then let them do their thing. You know, and then let, let them, them do their thing. And... But in that scenario specifically, I feel like you owe it to yourself not to call and see right. what happens. Yeah. 
Well, think about the times we just sat there and then looked up and there's right three there. just, you know. So what's the reasoning that why we call? Because when we're just sitting there and we're hid, mm-hmm. your hide's awesome. You guys mm-hmm. took the time to conceal us. They're doing it without us saying anything. And it takes, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, I mean, knitting, like anybody can see that. I mean, right. there's lots of times where you're just sitting there and all of a sudden a bird just dives in. Yeah. Birds are quiet once in a while. Ducks are very vocal though. Geese are very vocal in the air and on the right. ground. But we had sometimes, remember a couple of them hens. They talking back to pretty us. good and responding well. Um, and, and finishing them off all the way down the way we did. Remember there was a few times they wanted to slide to one side of the decoys or the other. And, you know, we'd hit them a little bit and, and then they would pull them right back to the middle and center them up, you know. So for sure, using the call for not really to get their attention to come in, but to get them where we wanted them to, to good point. get the shot. But there was times where they were like right over the mojos with no calling. Oh, yeah. They're just right over the kill hole with no calling. And I started thinking like, this is a loaf. Yeah. If yeah. you if you fly over a, a a shelter of just a or a hotel and it's nighttime you know you might hear you know some snoring yeah but you're gonna go in there and you're just gonna freaking be like oh my gosh they're all sleeping i'm exhausted i'm going in Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like why are we calling it's i i don't know i just was giving that a lot of thought today of like man i wonder if our call is why they're not why, why didn't those geese do it right they're falling out. They're literally like falling out and giving it up. Feet down, yeah. boat up. 200 geese? Yeah. Is that 125 geese? I don't know what it was. Pretty good. It was a lot of geese. Loss, yeah. And the whole bottom row was giving it up. They were yeah, letting I, it out. I thought the bottom was going to drop why, out of Why that. didn't they? Were we being too vocal? You got to ask yourself, this is what's so rad about waterfowl yeah. hunting is like, yeah. were we being, or ask yourself this, would you be content in killing them without calling them? Oh, yeah. You know, and sometimes I think they're just being geese. I mean, it don't matter what you do. Call them, don't call them. Sometimes they they do it. Sometimes they don't. And uh, That's what's fun about waterfowling is trying to figure all that out. Yeah, I guess. But I think I just, I love to call. And I think it's very hard to, to, to discipline yourself not to call. Right. That is, that's very hard. I think it's very difficult. And I think that I would not be content with a hunt with no calling. Yeah. Like, I don't know how people do it. Like I, these guys, you know, go on an out, a guided hunt with you and they don't bring calls and they just sit there and wait for the kill shot, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I just don't have it in my DNA, in my psyche to be like, sit there and not be interacting with the animal. Like if I'm calling elk or coyotes or turkeys or, Whatever it is, I want to be up. I want to be intimate. Mm-hmm. I think intimacy is the 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 best thing about the kill. Right. If I'm not intimate with them, I don't want to shoot a coyote at 700 yards with a 22 250. Right. Or jump upon. I don't want to do it. His it. vitals are this big. Yeah. I want to shotgun him at eight feet. Right. Like let him hunt me up and get in a race yeah. to kill me. Same, you know. Same thing with jumping upon, coming up over a dam, trying to shoot ducks. Just, just just to kill a duck i mean that has no i have no interest in that. i don't agree with that now if it's legal and ethical go hunt get involved but until you see it done right where you work ducks with a call and and decoy them and and ripples on the water and yeah and all that that's that's what makes it fun i don't know you tell me like 
Scott, do you get as much adrenaline rush and exuberation when you see that interaction and that that descent, that that uh, that approach of a mallard duck or a Canada goose as you do when a when an English pointer or a short hair goes on goes on point and puts his leg in the air and his tail's up and his nose is down or her nose is down? Do you get as much out of which one gets you more? Duck hunting, duck hunting, definitely. But I mean, it's it's all the same. It's an adrenaline rush. I mean, you do it because you love it. I mean, what I loved about today was you calling the shot and actually waiting for it because you know you wanted good camera shots and good camera angles, rather than just shooting birds that were passing by or higher shots or birds that were leaving. So, to me, that was fun because that was different for me. So different to you in the aspect of. In your prior experiences in the duck blind, you just shoot them at 40 yards when they're passing over? Not that far, but, you know, taking some of those shots a little bit sooner than what you would have called them today, you know, but seeing them, you know, feet down, backpedaling, 10 feet off the water is a little bit different than for me, but I enjoyed it more than anything I've done so far, duck hunting wise. So you hear him say that, and that makes me think like duck hunters male and female owe it to themselves to see it done that way because killing a duck at 40 yards going over your head that has no intentions of checking up and looking at you or working you you might as well go to a sporting clay range at quail creek and shoot a target over your head that's my opinion now if you're hungry and you need to eat and you're filling the fridge kill them if you if you are you know very proficient with that shot and you feel good about it and you got the right ammo and the right shooting system with your gun and your sight and your choke tube and all that. Kill them. But why else would you like, is it for the picture? Is it for the pile pick? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't jive with that. Like right. when I see dead birds in the blind, when I looked at those greenheads, I knew that every single one of them were tricked. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not people say, well, shit, you got decoys that, might as well be a real duck you got a spinner out there well yeah that's innovation that's top of the food chain that's what it does but when they get hit with that ammo they're dead dead yeah you know what i mean we didn't have one cripple we had one no that one did it was a lung it was a lung shot but it wasn't a cripple yeah it went went down dead it sailed it sailed out a little ways but i mean but but everything that came in that we shot at there's we kill i mean it wasn't like we just knocked it down and the dogs had to chase it and it was diving i mean it, everything was dead so do you agree then randy that pe- that waterfowl hunters owe it to themselves to learn to do it right and hone their skill set now you can't tell people how to hunt no i get that crossbow versus traditional bow versus longbow versus cr- you know versus muzzle loader versus rifle versus long distance rifle versus getting in their bed you know like you can't tell people how to hunt. Right. You can't jump shoot them, pass shoot them. I'll tell people not to kill it, shoot at a duck at 70 yards. I don't give a shit who you are. You don't kill a duck at 70 yards. You just don't. Yeah. You don't take that shot. You're taking the risk of crippling that duck and putting him or her through hell. Bad yeah. wing, red fox, coyote, you know, maybe just mm-hmm. sitting out in the marsh until they die because they can't feed anymore. Now, is that too, is that going too far? No. We owe respect to the resource and compassion for the animals that we pursue. Mm-hmm. So I would tell any duck hunter, you don't shoot at a freaking duck at 70 yards. Who do you think you are? Well, I've been practicing that on the sporting clearance. I don't give a shit. You have a live animal down, you know, right. at the end of your barrel. 
Was that going too far, you think? No, I think I think there's some people that just uh don't figure it out to where that's the only shots they get. And they figure if I don't take that, I'm not ever gonna shoot at a duck. You know. They just want that duck, they, they want that want, picture with that green head so bad right. that they're willing to, to shoot out at it sixty yards. To take the yeah, just to take the chance. I think so. I think a lot of it is patience too. I mean, a lot of people don't have the patience to sit there and work ducks, you know, and, and watch them work and, and give them three or four passes. You know, they want to shoot them on that first pass, that second pass, thinking that maybe they're not going to come back on that third pass. And, yeah. you know, but if you got competent callers and confidence and when the decoys you set up and that kind of thing, you know, then you got confidence to be patient and sit there and wait on them a little bit more. It's a good them, point. You know. Yeah. But again, that all goes into honing that skill set. All right. of that is part of that that set of skills. Learning Do you that. understand decoy? Like we just talked about how creative you can get in this type of scenario. Mm -hmm. I was so jacked. Like I wish we would have two trailers full of decoys and I wish it was 40 degrees colder. And I wish that that pond had two ice heaters in it and it was ice. And I had a bunch of full bodies around the ring of the ice oh, and a bunch yeah. of floaters in the middle mm -hmm. and the whole shoreline just stuffed with a bunch of lesser decoys, greenhead gear, just three inches apart because they're trying to get their body heat together mm -hmm. those are the, that's what i picture on a bluebird day like that in january yeah. not freaking 68 degrees and <laughs> warm which i'm not bitching i'll take it because it was a great hunt right but you can get so creative in your skill set of like i am going to paint a masterpiece there's yeah. my canvas yeah or that's my canvas i know you're getting ready to put a big scene on there with your logo and some mounts like mm -hmm. paint a picture paint a be a be vincent van gogh Right. Be Picasso. Was Vincent Van Gogh an artist? Painter? I think or was so. he a musician? Yeah. Uh, my history is used to be that. Be Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Um, who painted the Sistine Chapel? Vincent Van Gogh? Van Gogh? No. Dante? No. He was a scientist. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. See that? Sharp cat. Um, that's Wichita State education out there folks sign your kids up for a uh enroll them in wichita state that's right the baseball program that's randy right. played baseball at wichita state even playing the astros farm division right yep yes sir sure wichita did. state what buzz shockers uh, shockers go shocks go shocks are you still part of the alumni oh you ever go over there and support them at all i don't get out there too much anymore but yeah we uh, we uh we get together sometimes in the fall we have alumni weekend there who's the biggest name in baseball major league history that played at wichita state oh shoot darren dreifert was a pretty big one Ooh, dreifert was a stud he was a stud played dodgers. For the dodgers and then mm -hmm. casey blake was with my class and he played i don't know 11 or 12 years in the majors yeah. Uh, he played also with the Dodgers and the Indians. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. So those two come to mind for to me. Dryfurt. Dryfurt was stud. He, he was just mean. Was injured. He was yeah. the second pick in the draft behind A Rod. Yeah, behind Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. They didn't know who was going to go number one either. I know. Dryfurt could have a little upset, you know, that they took A Rod. A Rod was coming out of Westminster in Florida as, yeah. as a senior in high school. Yep. He had a great career. Not too and bad. he had some of that Jenny on the block. Yeah. <laughs> J-Lo, what's up? Yeah. I don't know any J-Lo songs or I'd sing one right now. I don't know either. She's back with Ben Affleck. Did she? Affleck. There you go. <laughs> Great actor. Just watched again The Town. Have you seen The Town? I have. That the Bank good. Robbers? Yes. That's a good movie. Good movie. Have you seen The Accountant? I have. 
Have you seen Good Will Hunting? I have. How do you like those apples? Yeah, those are good apples. <laughs> good movies. Yeah. Matt Damon and him. I like The Accountant. That's a good one. That's a crazy movie. Yeah. He's nuts in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good actor. Real good actor. I don't know what she's good at. Well, she's senior choreographer, dancer, actor. She's done it all. Mm -hmm. J-Lo's right. the shit. She's good. Yeah. J-Lo. J-Lo. We need to get J-Lo on the podcast. American Idol. She's a judge now? Yep. Really? I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen that forever. I haven't watched it since Simon Cowell left. He was hilarious. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on America's Got Talent now. Oh, yeah, he's right. I haven't seen and that. And he's kind of nice on there. He's not mean. They probably like told him to call him as cool as Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you start thinking about that kind of hunt today i want to try to paint the picture of this pond you could shoot across mm -hmm. it's 70 yards long by 40 yards wide the way we are shaped today at the wind today it yep. could have been the other way if the wind you know yeah. um it's cool that you have that kind of access or that opportunity because it's not you walk in you walk into that you're like well that's not real ducky like that's there's no, not a lot of agriculture around it it's not a hundred percent covered by, but it is. It's that. It's that safety. It's like a sanctuary. They can get back there, and they're up in these little. What do you call these little rolling hills up here? This. Yeah. It's not really cropland where we were hunting today, is it? No, no. We're just more cow pastures, and I think the thing they like about it is it was way back in the back of that pasture to where you know. Remember, we had to take the uh, the ranger to get back up in there. There's no way we could drive a pickup back there, um, so. It's just back out of the way where people can't bother them. No, you can't. So, it's it's really neat approach to duck hunting to get that type of pond because you if you get them over you, you have a good chance. I mean, we did have a roost pond behind us at right. half mile, and we did lose some birds to it. Yeah. Um, but man, every bird that flew over that pond, you have a chance of killing. Yeah. You really do. Like yeah. they're they see that creative decoy spread i think the decoys in that situation are so key Ooh, i think you put so. you put 12 dozen or you put 12 mallards out there a dozen mallards with a spinner yeah. you'll kill a duck yeah but man you're not going to kill the geese no and like you said you know you don't have to have a lot of birds on that pond when you scout to want to go hunt it because there is that roost pond that's close so you're, you're really kind of trafficking some of those birds that come over and you know, get them to see that, oh, yeah, here's a good place to sit down and relax for the rest of the day, you know. So that's fun. So we ended up getting opportunity after opportunity. We kill a three-man limit. We got three shooters in there. We killed 15 mallards, seven Canada geese. Could have waited longer and killed them, you know, but we didn't. We were there for the mallards. That's right. The, every mallard did it right, feet down, tip to tip on the wings, like just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um Scott, you your um, adrenaline was going today. I could tell because you're like sneaky, you know. Like I'm like, get ready, guys, and that tells Scott like get in position. <laughs> yeah, like he, I'm freaking, he wanted to break. Didn't he? he wanted to break. <laughs> we had to, we had to put the shock he's, collar he's on him a couple like, times. He wanted to break. Yeah, you got to shock Scott a second. <laughs> yeah, put the dog tree on him. I'm trainable. You're fired I'm, up, huh? I'm trainable though. Yep. You enjoyed it? Yeah, it was great. Are you excited for tomorrow? I can't wait. I'm hearing good things about tomorrow afternoon. Well, let's set up tomorrow before we call this a night because it's been a long day. And I mean, I want to send a huge thank you out to Honey Break and all my friends down there, my family at Honey Break. Drew and Cahill and Shelly and Moffitt, the entire crew, they rolled out the red carpet for us and Don Jr. 
and and chess and the and all of the winners of the delta waterfowl hunt we drove 11 and a half hours from honey break louisiana to randy's operation up here at premier prairie adventures you got a cheat sheet right here <laughs> that's like the pure prairie league yeah look up that band when vince gill was singing for him um it was a long drive but i'm like we're not missing this hunt in the morning randy says it's going to be legit he sent me a picture of the scout we're, we're rolling so now here we are and we got the greatest news of my life tonight of you saying it's raining in the morning we're hunting afternoon i went and scouted Found a bean field mm -hmm. with twenty five to three twenty five hundred to three thousand mallards in it, and at least that many geese, and at least that more. many big Canadas or both combination, combination of lesser Canadas and, and big greater and, Canadas, yeah. edge hide, edge panel hide. blinds Try. or panel blinds, panel blinds, yep, panel blinds with just we're gonna create a false row, correct, with whatever the farmer well, allows us to cut down, whatever the. Uh, the creek kind of runs along there, tall grass along it, so we'll just kind of blend in. Tall grass along that. the creek. Yeah. Mojo's on a remote. Because you on want them for the mallards. Yep. Um, so what can we expect? Do you I know you don't guarantee hunts, but we got a 15 to 17 mile an hour wind. Southwest wind, so we'll have sun at our back. I mean, everything kind of lines up. Is the sun supposed right. to come out in the afternoon? The sun will be out in the afternoon. After it rains in the morning. After it rains in the morning. So um it everything kind of sets up right the only thing we could use is maybe a little colder weather but uh i think we're i think we got a good good opportunity you think we smash them i do i think you we're guarantee a limit i never guarantee a limit but uh i feel good about it do you think that we will be able to contain scott a lot of people say he's not to be contained can we contain him or is he going to be doing a backflip out of there like know. some matrix shit <laughs> he might he might just break on us you think so <laughs> he might break early he hasn't seen 200 mallards do it over five mojos in a dry field scenario yeah, yeah. this and is what dreams are made of this these these are special times they really are they they are when when you get one of them big flocks to give it up and man there's just something about it just it's special oh i love it i'm addicted i'm too addicted your chef's amazing what's his name Eric Schultz. Chef Eric, Eric Schultz. Jeff Eric. He's from Indiana, moved to Wichita with his dad. So he actually rode at Wichita State, uh, and he just missed the Olympic Games in Atlanta as a rower, as an, rowing. As an alternate on the rowing team. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He cooked an unreal dinner tonight, and he's going to go off at breakfast tomorrow. Pancakes, hash browns, bacon, sausage patties, eggs, cooked to order eggs. Biscuits he's fired up biscuits and gravy tomorrow, too. Yeah. Oh God, we're in trouble. Oh, oh, it's gonna be good. It's life. We're gonna sleep in a little bit, have a big breakfast, get a little little nap, maybe a little rest, and then go go out. I'm gonna sleep so hard tonight; it's gonna be unreal. Then we're gonna head out and get her set up, and we're gonna take our time setting up. We're, we're gonna get creative with the decoys. We are. Tomorrow. We're gonna go. We're gonna go early. We'll probably head out about noon or so and get ready for this hunt. I, I like to take my time and put out a big spread and not rush get everything just right and be ready for it yep i like the fact that you could break up a hunt and always know who the hunt leader is and what the duties of each person is it takes a team it takes a village oh yeah to in tomorrow's scenario it, i mean even today was a lot of work yeah but you got the team right you know your, your guides and your workers you know when you have sufficient help and you have confidence in who's ever doing the blind correct 
I like to get creative on the decoy spread. I yeah. like to have confidence in the guys that are blending the blind in and, and, and creating that false line. And once that's done, man, the sky's the limit with the decoy spread. You can yes. do what you want with it right. and, you know, start to, you know, try to manipulate and manhandle the birds, as I say. Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Sleeping in, having Chef Schultz. Yep, Chef Eric. Chef Eric. Throw down breakfast. Tonight he did steaks. He did green beans. He did twice baked potatoes. He did a Caesar salad. The only thing that was missing was red wine, but I don't really know if red wine was missing. That was a great meal. It was good. We he he does a good job. He's good. He's very good. I'm gonna try to learn from him. I want to cook with him. I want to do a duck recipe with him. That'd be fun. He should mallard ducks. And he cook it for all these guys and tell them it's beef and see if they can tell the difference. Uh, shoot, I th- might have been one of the last times you and I hunted together. You made uh, stir fry duck. Do you remember that? Was it duck fried rice or was it stir stir fry? Stir fried duck. You did the uh, no, it's duck fried rice. You're right. We fried up the rice and vegetables, and then that's different than stir fry. Yeah, I do that? a lot of Asian dishes with mallards. A yeah, lot. It was good. I do a lot. I've been trying to master pho, and I suck at. You know what pho is? Vietnamese yeah. soup. Yeah. The broth is tough to get it right. Yeah. But you could put strips of rare duck on the top and let it cook in, in that hot broth. broth. Oh God, it can be amazing. Yeah. Can be amazing. Yeah, that was that was the last time you were here. I was but we're back. Ago. We're in Kansas with Premier Prairie Adventures. Randy Young. I've known Randy for a long time. CKO Central Kansas Outfitters. Back in the day, he went to the Hooray Ranch. Had a lot of good hunts. I've seen a lot of unbelievable. Created a lot of unbelievable memories in the state of Kansas. I'm talking like Arkansas River cornfields, bean fields, oxbows um even buckbrush flooded buckbrush i've had unbelievable experiences in this state i don't know if it's not one of the leading states in the country for all around hunting the rio grande turkey the hybrids with the eastern the white-tailed deer predator hunting's amazing here trapping's amazing here mm-hmm. waterfowl hunting's amazing here fishing can be off the charts fishing, here yeah. arkansas river can be amazing fishery um the lakes around here Kansas is it. It's legit. I like it. Are we giving away secrets? Just book your hunt with Premier Prairie Adventures. Come hunt with Randy. He's about to go on social media. He's about to get his first social media account. He's going to be on Camo Space. He's going to be on Instagram. He's going to be on Facebook or Bookface, whatever you want to call it. Instaspace. Instaspace. He's going to have a MySpace page. Yeah. Um, But he's going to get on there. Support this company, this brand. This lodge is beautiful. He built it from the ground up august what is it six months ago this place was just a three and a half flat land three and a half months he's done this he's got great taxidermy in here a nice bar there's a shuffleboard behind me homemade dinner table and chairs and benches the rooms the beds the accommodations are amazing it's a great place premier prairie adventures we're up here we're kansas it's 2023 it's january I'm a little wore out. I ain't going to lie. We've been going hard. I've hunted over 115 days this year already. 115 days in the field. The dogs are tired. We're tired, but we're not, we're not done. We, got, we have a month left, month and a half left of finishing up Canada geese into February. Ducks are January 31st, Canada geese February 14th, and then we start getting out to the snow geese in February and March yeah. for the spring depredation conservation season. Been strong. No Second rest half. for the weekend, huh? That's right. You got to keep hunting. Nope.
I love hunting. I love eating them. It's hard to believe. It's hard to think how fast the season goes. I know. Like I swear just, it was just November. That's what I mean. It's like it just started and then. It was just November. And now it's almost over and you can start to get sad. I get a little depressed. At oh, the God, do I get I go dark. Uh, like You, get, uh, when quail season ends, you get sad? A little bit. Now that you're a duck hunter, you're going to be. Now that you're a mallard hunter. He's always been a duck hunter. <laughs> right. But now he is a duck hunter. Now he's a mallard hunter and a. And Would a I get in trouble for saying there's a difference between wood ducks in Georgia and South Carolina than mallards like we saw them today? Nope, not at all. No difference? <laughs> you won't get in trouble for it. No, I won't get in trouble. Yeah, there's yeah. a big difference, huh? There's a big difference. He's so jacked for tomorrow. He's so pissed off we're not hunting in the morning. Well, he's like, why are we not going out today earlier? I'm going to be sad it's Friday afternoon leaving here. You might not have to. You can get a job up here. Hey, Troy Link, you're going to need to pay this man more because Randy just made him an offer. <laughs> he just made him an offer. We're keep him around. He's been good help. He is good, huh? He yeah. gets up and scouts. Yeah. He Helped us last night. Yep. I was stressed last night. Was you? Yeah. Why? Well, about what I did today. Oh. It just was on my mind. And now I thought today I would get the answer, and we got no answer. Hopefully tomorrow. Oh, please. What are we going to do to celebrate if we get it? We're going to send Scott. We're going to have Scott strip down to his boxers, do three laps around the lodge. He's going to go streaking? <laughs> yeah. He's going to go streaking? Yeah. Clean birds in his underwear. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you want to see that. Why not? It's celebration. It's cold out there. It's going to be warm. It's warm now. What is it supposed to get up to tomorrow? Like 53, 54. It's, it's cooler than today. Yeah. Yeah, a little cooler than today. Wind's going to start switching around to the west, and I think then it's supposed to switch north tomorrow, late after after dark tomorrow, and then we're looking at some colder weather for tomorrow night and into Thursday. And that's when Troy gets here is tomorrow night. He lands at 7.15. How far yeah. is that airport from here? It's about 20 minutes. 20? Yeah. We're going to need to pick him up at 7.20 or so. Okay. No problem. we got to send somebody over there and then get him ready for Thursday morning. Yep. Unless we do Thursday afternoon. Troy will want to do Thursday morning. He's going to be we'll jacked We'll probably up. do Thursday morning. Pond? Yes. I we'll love hunt. those pond hunts. We'll hunt water. But I am excited for Scott to see mallards in a dry bean field. Yeah. No, that would be neat because that's an experience not a lot of people get. Um, you know, man, I've had some hunts that, oh, it's hard to it's hard to guess numbers, but I would guess 80 plus thousand mallards in a field. I've, no, it's I've definitely seen. a dream hunt for me. And when you see something like that there were so many in this field that there was two duck natos going on because they couldn't get under one at both ends of the field i love it when it's they get unreal dry feeding mallards are different than so hunting them fun. over water i prefer them over water 100 percent, day in and day out but yeah. three four five times a season if you can get into a, a dry field scenario to where oh. it, it gets the blood flowing yeah kind of like shooting honkers over water oh God. When you get honkers coming into them little ponds. Oh, man. Those ones went over that tree day and went, whoo, they, they look like the blue angels. And they literally look like the blue angels, just wingtip to wingtip touching. Yeah. And come in and just got smacked. The old feet stretched out, ready oh, to Oh, they got down. smacked. It was fun. Benelli Federal Smackdown. That's right. Premier Prairie Adventures, the Foul Life Podcast. Brand new episodes airing right now, season 14 of Benelli's The Foul Life. I shouldn't say brand new. I should say they're new last year, but now we're in reruns for first and second quarter of 2000. 
23, but starting July 1st, we're going to have season 15. Can you imagine season 15 of Benelli's The Foul Life? This is our 12th season with Benelli USA, the best shotguns in the world. Simply Perfect is our title sponsor. 12th season. That blows my mind. Thank you, Benelli. Thank you, Federal. Thank you to all of our partners. Visit our website at thefowllife.com, on Instagram at thefowllifetv.com, at Camelspace. Have you built your profile on Camelspace, the social media app for hunters, fishers, conservationists, providers, your wild game recipes, your videos, your pictures, your fishing, your hunting, unapologetic, no sensitivity. I'm tired of getting shadow banned because we hunt. Denny Reed, farming family out of Maryland, has come up with Camo Space. Get your profile built today. My good friend, Michael Waddell, is launching it with us, and it's a hit. So no matter where you're at, you can follow The Foul Life at The Foul Life TV. Thank you for your support of all of our sister brands, Jargon Game Calls, and the provider of American Almond Beef. And, of course, Banded, the Banded family of brands with Avery Outdoors, Greenhead Gear, and Avery Sporting Dog. For Randy Young. My man, Scott Cormier, C-O-R-M-I-E-R, Cormier. I pronounced that right, huh? Perfect. Yeah, perfect. It's been another episode of the Fowley Podcast. We're going to report back tomorrow night with an update on how this bean-filled hunt goes. There's about 3,000 mallards in there and as many geese, if not more. Edge hide, west wind, sunshine, big decoy spread, calling, the new mojo mallard, the black and white metal wings, the posture it's a beautiful decoy thank you terry demon for continuing to innovate and change the way people hunt mojooutdoors.com in the meantime listen to the song it's 2 a.m logic the song is called my foul life thank you all for listening to the podcast we'll talk to you soon Bye.